Welcome to the Wish Well Podcast, a women's integrative summit on health and wellness. A podcast hosted by Dr. Michelle Dang, a board-certified anesthesiologist and pain management physician with additional fellowship training in integrative medicine. This podcast will feature weekly episodes with women from all walks of life discussing their health and wellness journeys. Hi everyone, it's Dr. Michelle Dang. I hope you all are doing very well. If you are new to this podcast, this is the Women's Integrative Summit on Health and Wellness. I feature women who come on and share their personal health and wellness journeys. Today, I am very excited to bring you Dr. Trish Corley. I'll tell you a little bit about her in a minute. But first, I just want to check in with everyone and hope that you all are staying well and healthy. I know it's a very stressful time for everyone. I know for myself, it has been pretty crazy here in Texas. Um, schools are supposed to start in about six weeks, and I have a incoming middle schooler. My son will start sixth grade this fall, and um, making the, deci- the decision of whether to have him go in uh, person or go online has been really difficult and challenging. I am blessed and very grateful that we will be able to keep him at home, but I know that it's not an easy decision for many of you who still have to go into work and don't have the ability to do so. So I support you however I can. And if all it is, is for you to just take 30 minutes of your day to listen to a podcast, then I'm super grateful that you are able to do so. So without further ado, I want to introduce to you Trish, um, and I'll tell you a little bit about how she and I met in the beginning of the episode, but I do want to tell you or share with you a little bit about her. This episode is entitled Movement and Yoga. Trish is the owner of New Angle Yoga in Oklahoma City. She is an internationally recognized Baptiste power yoga educator, a licensed physical therapist, and former professor of functional anatomy with a BA in behavioral neuroscience. She's passionate about creating community and sharing the tools of yoga to give people access to freedom and vitality. Trish leads 200 and 300 hour yoga teacher trainings and anatomy workshops globally. You can find out more information about Trish and her yoga studio, New Angle Yoga, on Instagram at New Angle Yoga, and the website is newangleyoga.com. I really hope that you enjoy this episode and tune in every week. And just as a gentle reminder, if you are listening on Apple iTunes, I would be so grateful if you would take some time out to leave the leave the podcast a rating and review. And I'll see you next week. All right. Hi, everyone. It's Dr. Michelle Dang with the Wishwell Podcast. I'm here today with Dr. Trish Corley. She is a doctor of physical therapy, and I actually met her about six years ago. I completed my yoga teacher tra- training in Houston, and she was one of my teachers there, and she taught us our anatomy classes, and I'm so excited to have her here. She is the owner of New Angle Yoga in Oklahoma City. Um, she has a wonderful journey to share with us today. So welcome, Trish. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for having me. It's awesome. great to be here. 
I'm so excited to have you. And I actually thought of you um, over the last couple of weeks since I started this podcast. And so I'm super excited that you took your time out in the middle of a pandemic and opening your studio back up to uh, chat with me today. Um, so we'll just jump right in because I'm very excited to hear your story. You've been all over the place. Um, tell me a little bit about a couple words that describe your health and wellness journey. I think the, the words that come to mind most frequently is movement and uh, now yoga. And, um, you know, I was always a very active person. I did competitive gymnastics um, really from, well, started with some dance classes as a real little girl, like two, three years old and got into gymnastics from like age four until even through college, I did it um, on a club level. And then um, I went on from college to physical therapy school. And so, you know, movement's just always been part of my life. And, and I don't think it was even till more recently that I realized like how powerful that um, movement is in the wellness journey, but it was always just a part of my journey. And um, so how did you yeah. decide to go to physical therapy school from, from college? Um, you know, I didn't really actually know a whole lot about physical therapy growing up. So um, did you have exposure to it or um, what, what led you to that path? Yes, fortunately, I was exposed to it. I, you know, I, I always loved science classes um, as a kid and in, in high school. And so heading into college, I had some consideration of maybe an engineer because I like science and thank God I figured out that's not for me. And, um, <laughs> and so then I was thinking something in the medical field and because I loved biology and I loved people. And uh, while I was in, really I think it was when I was in high school, my grandmother broke her hip and she stayed, this was when you could stay like three weeks in rehab for a total hip replacement. And um, so I go, would go visit her and see her doing all the physical therapy. And I just thought it looked like so much fun to work with people like that. And then I fortunately never sustained any significant injuries as a gymnast, though I had many teammates that did. And so watching them um, come back into the gym and talk about their physical therapists, I think those were some of the things that really stood out that put it in the forefront of my mind. And um, I majored in neuroscience in undergrad and my intro to neuroscience teacher, uh, I, I went up to him, this was my sophomore year, I went up to him to ask for a recommendation knowing I was gonna go somewhere in the medical field but not knowing where and he said to me, well, what are you gonna do if, you know, with a recommendation? And I said, well, I don't know, maybe medicine. And he said, well, do you wanna, or I said, maybe medicine, maybe physical therapy. And he said, do you like to work with people? And I said, yes. And he said, well, then go to be a physical therapist. They get to work with people more than doctors. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're, they're in some ways a lot, I mean, in many ways, a lot more hands-on, obviously. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And of course, it depends on you know, the type of physician. Now I understand a little bit more that some physicians mm -hmm. have extremely little interaction and some get to have more. But um, yeah, so that really just got me going. And then I uh, started shadowing and volunteering at places and getting some um, experience um, in different physical therapy settings. And it just, it all just got me really excited. So to PT school, I applied and got in and went. Awesome. So how did, when did yoga become more of a part of your life or when did you discover yoga? It was a lot later on in, I, I think when I was, I finished up PT school, this was around uh, 2003, 
And I would go to some yoga classes at the gym. Like I had a gym membership and sometimes I would take a yoga class here and there. And though I didn't really have any passion for it, it was sort of, um, I would go if I felt like I should go to the gym, but didn't really want to work out kind of thing. And then, um, you know, I actually did traveling physical therapy. So I had the opportunity. I lived in New York City and I lived in San Francisco, both of which I never really took advantage of yoga, which sort of kills me now. And I, as a traveling physical therapist, I spent three months in Austin. And I said, you know, Austin's like this cool city. I think you should do yoga in Austin instead of get a gym membership. Yeah. And, um, and so, yeah, I went into a, a yoga class. I think it was a Shanga based yoga class. I'm not really sure, but it was intense and physical and I loved it. And they said chai tea afterwards and I fell in love. Mm-hmm. And, then, um, and then I moved to Houston and I did a little bit of Bikram yoga. And then I found Yoga One, which is now Yoga Works, where, you, where I met you, Michelle. Mm-hmm. And I was really into running then. I was training for marathons. And the physical therapist in me knew that 30 seconds of stretching before an 18-mile run was probably not really the best way to take care of my body. So I committed to at least one yoga practice a week in my uh, marathon training. And then that just turned into, wow, there's a whole lot more to this yoga than stretching. And I just kept going back. And then I entered a yoga teacher training. And that was about 2010, I think, was my first yoga teacher training. And then really haven't looked back away from yoga since then. Awesome. So um, you mentioned being a physical therapist and traveling to do physical therapy and then settling down in Houston. So did you have a shift in your, in your uh, clinical practice? So at this point, were you still doing physical therapy full time and then doing yoga on the side or when did that shift occur? Um, So when I moved to Houston, I still did physical therapy full time. The move to related to my husband who has an energy business and so that's why we were there and then I actually in like 2009 I got a call from San Jacinto College uh, in, in Houston from their physical therapist assistant program that they had my resume on file from a student I had worked with years ago and they were looking for a new director of their PTA program and it, I love people and so I jumped onto that uh, interview or the application process kind of like just jumped into it and got the job and took a pretty big shift Um, so still full-time physical therapy but moving from clinical practice into the education realm and yo that's really when I really was getting more into yoga less into running and that's when yoga one offered their yoga teacher training during spring break and uh, my husband and I had already gone on a three-week vacation like eight months before so he was like I can't go away again and so I was like well I'll do this yoga teacher training I need to do something during spring break otherwise I'll work all week and um so yeah that's what that's how I got into the to the yoga teacher training and so then really like as I was getting more and more teaching yoga I was also getting more and more into teaching in the physical therapist assistant program which included functional anatomy so everything sort of started moving more and more towards teaching and more and more towards yoga. And then my husband presented me with the idea of moving to Singapore. He had some uh, business opportunities out there that he wanted to take advantage of. And so I was in a position where I loved my job at the college and though was really starting to want not to have a full-time job because I wanted to do more yoga full-time. 
And so it really just seemed the crossroads were like the timing was right. And I just um, resigned from that job and moved to Singapore. And then I did a couple of interviews for what we'll call physiotherapy jobs over there. And, you know, I got a couple offers and they would have been okay, but nothing about it got me really excited. And I was really excited to um, explore the city and the, the continent, if you will, and to yoga. So that's actually how New Angle Yoga started. I needed a legal entity so that I could teach at other yoga studios as well as teach private classes and um, start my workshops and yoga teacher trainings. And so New Angle Yoga was born and then became um, really a business about leading yoga teacher trainings. That's what I focused on the most out there. So um, a lot happened. <laughs> In a yeah. short period of time, it feels like. So Trish, when I met you in my yoga teacher training in 2014, you were leading our anatomy workshops. And um, I did remember that you were teaching at the college as well. And then um, not even a year after I completed my yoga teacher training, I got the announcement that you were moving to Singapore. And so um, you mentioned moving there and then starting the new angle yoga entity. So, um, so did you know at that time, once you moved and you kind of looked into doing a little bit of PT on the side, did you know that that was going to be your complete shift into a full-time type of yoga, leading yoga workshop, maybe potentially opening up a yoga studio type of deal? Yeah, I think I did. Um, there's a, there was a part of me that perhaps felt guilty about quote, giving up physical therapy. Um, and some of that came from external uh, voices saying like, I can't believe you're just going to quit all that work you've done, all that education. And, um, and that's, it's, you know, really part of, and what I, I have shared about like wellness is, you know, doing what your heart tells you to do. And I think in my heart, I just really, really loved, um, leading yoga, teaching yoga to people. And when I, was out in Singapore, the, the trainings I led in was just an upper, like so much community got built around it that I was actually getting ready to open a studio out there. Mm -hmm. And I would say after being in Singapore for about a year, like I never really spent much time thinking about, should I stay with physical therapy? Um, and I really just saw it as like my experience as a physical therapist has given me so many opportunities as a yoga teacher, you know, both right in like every single class I teach, I have a unique advantage um, in in seeing bodies and supporting bodies to move in in amazing ways and then just in teaching like the anatomy component and um, it's been an interesting journey if you took my anatomy in 2014 and if you took it today I think you'd like a huge evolution a mm -hmm. uh, little bit away from like very clinical like this is the hamstring and you're attached <laughs> this it does to um, a lot more of like the energetics and I, I really feel more feel balanced in my teaching um, of yoga and I don't think I would have that without the journey that I've had from physical therapy um, because I, I really just kept listening to like my intuition and I think what's so interesting about yoga is it's there's it's very concrete you move your body and like the scientist in me can tell you a lot about the concreteness of it and the you know exactly what's happening but then there's something deeper there and that's where i you know over these last five years have explored more mm -hmm. and find a whole lot of like a whole lot more balance and wholeness in all of it 
Well, I want to go back to just the word, the words that you picked for, for your journey. Um, I know it was movement and yoga, but to focus on the word movement, um, I think it's, it's very empowering what you picked uh, as far as movement, because that's not only the movement of your own body, but you yourself, Trish, moving physically to an entire different country and then having that shift, that movement in your mind as well, shifting away from your practice of physical therapy into this yoga world. And so I think the movement um, from in your journey is, is, is um, a variety of, of things for you. So I think it's really beautiful. Um, so tell me about just in general, just because I'm curious, what life was like? How long were you in Singapore? What was it like adjusting um, to moving there? So we were there for about three and a half years. No, oh, no, pardon me, two, between two and a half and three years. And Singapore as an expat is a little bit like Disney World um, for adults. It was relatively easy to adjust because it's such a diverse place that the culture is diversity and expats. Well, not all of it. There's a local local culture there too. Um, but the, like it was really easy to meet people. There was just like a lot of opportunities. And one of the challenges I, I had was actually getting uh, closer to the local people. Through yoga I did, um, but it was really easy. Like there were all these coffee, uh, coffee events and different events. And like my husband and I would joke that we were like dating for friends. Like we'd go out with couples. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we'd go, we'd go another date couples. with them. And, um, <laughs> but so it was really, you know, in, in that respect, it was really easy. Um, and it's a super modern, super clean country. So, um, you know, that like I never really felt like I missed like the luxuries of the US or anything like that. I think the biggest challenge was just being away from um, family and friends and the time zone particularly. You know, I'd moved, moved around quite a bit. Like I'd moved, you know, from college to grad school to New York City and several cities in the US. And so the experience of moving and restarting again um, I get good at, like the more you move, the more you um, have freedom to move. And so in Singapore, one of the challenges was like just being so far away and in the middle of the day, I would want to just call a friend. It would be 2 a.m. their time. And, um, you know, and there were times where I did make those phone calls because I was really going out. But, you know, just when I just had to pick up the phone just to talk, to, you know, that was one of the challenges. Um, and, and not being able to get home so easily, you know, that it's truly like a big journey, a big, um, time and uh, financial expense and um, yeah but it was you know life was pretty easy there it's a, a clean and simple um, way of living so. so it's so great that you were able to experience um, living like that in a different country and, and having that experience for a short period of time so tell us about um, just your process of moving back so you moved to Oklahoma City uh, in January of 2018. So tell us what that was like, kind of getting reintegrated back into the U.S. Yeah, for me, it was so I, we moved to Oklahoma City, which my husband's from Norman, which is just, the, you know, the suburb where OU is, um, just 20 miles south of Oklahoma City. And 
so for him, I think it was in a way more challenging because he was coming back to where he was, but everything was different. Mm -hmm. And for me, it was just another new city. And so, you know, the, the tools I'd learned to adapt to change and to putting new roots down really just were all there for me. In fact, when we arrived, we went to this restaurant called the Cattleman Steakhouse. Um, and if you're from Oklahoma City, you'll know what it is, but it's a, it's a very traditional uh, steakhouse near the stockyards here. And when I was sitting there eating, I looked around at the at the crowd that was very diverse and very uniquely Oklahoman. And I thought this is just kind of like sitting in the market in uh, Cambodia, like just different people doing different things, eating different things, but it was like the familiarity of a different culture was right there with me. So I sort of thrived in it. Like it was just something new. Um, I did, I was challenged. I actually took, went back to physical therapy for a year and I worked in an outpatient clinic and that was one of my biggest challenges because I um, I think inside I knew like I really just wanted to open a yoga studio and so I went back to sort of not listening to my heart each day and driving yeah. driving to work and um, feeling the limitations of, of treating some of my patients. Um, I just wanted to do yoga with some of them but yeah. <laughs> like that I couldn't really charge for yoga or I had to do certain things. But um, so in a way, career wise, I, I had a bigger time um, adapting culturally and situationally. Um, it was pretty easy for me. Yeah. So I didn't know that you practiced uh, physical therapy for a year when you moved back. So um, you had you had started, I guess, the entity of New Angle Yoga when you were in Singapore. And so when you moved back, you kind of started back into that clinical world. But um, tell us. Tell us how you decided to make this entity into an actual yoga studio. What was that journey like? Yeah, it was really that it goes back to when I was in Singapore and, and after leading um, three yoga teacher trainings and, and then going back to some Baptiste power yoga trainings um, with the Baptiste Institute. You know, my heart was like, open a studio, open a studio. So while I was in Singapore, I actually, you know, went out with a realtor, I started the process. And then long story short, we needed to make a change because of our visas were becoming um, just a challenge, I'll say. And so that was in part why we picked Oklahoma City because it was a market where there wasn't a Baptiste affiliated studio. Mm -hmm. And um, so it was kind of just in my heart. And though I didn't want to jump right into it because I wanted to get to know the city and see, you know, check it out, see if it seemed like the right thing to do. Um, so every, that's where I think like every time I was working in the physical therapy clinic, it wasn't so much that like I hated the job, it just there was something bigger I wanted to be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so ultimately I, I had a year contract and so I completed that year contract um, on January 14th mm-hmm. of uh, 2019 and I signed a lease for this place on March, I think it was 14th. So it was like two months later, I had a lease. And so um, I think the journey was just really like a a time waiting period because I knew it's what I wanted to do. So tell us um, the challenges of opening up a yoga studio. Oh, well. The challenge is at this time with the pandemic, there's a yeah. lot of challenges. <laughs> so a year, a year in 2019, when we opened, um, you know, I think the biggest challenge is for the biggest challenge for me was that 
you know, it's a business and, and we, we did start small and uh, the biggest challenge as a business owner is wearing many business hats and not quite, I didn't know, like I had people behind me and people to support me and I just didn't know like how to delegate what needed to be done. So I, like I was figuring it all out in the moment and maybe that could have been stopped if I had like not signed at least two months into it, but <laughs> taking some time to do some more planning, but sort of my way, like jump in and learn it as I go. And so a lot of it was like learning as I go and learning a lot of mistakes the first year, you know, that if I knew I could have probably put somebody else in the place to make something happen, to grow faster, to, um, you know, just make things run more smoothly. Um, a big challenge was building up the team, particularly, you know, I, I, I knew people in Oklahoma City, but I didn't have this like following of um, yoga teachers and yoga students. I also had to create a team of people that could teach Baptiste power yoga for a Baptiste affiliated studio. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we didn't do like a traditional, okay, we're opening a studio, we'll do auditions because I knew that people didn't have the Baptiste yoga training. So I knew that they weren't really going to teach the methodology that we want them to teach. So um, really just building it all like piece by piece, but while it was being in operation at the same time. And so I was really, or I still am really excited about our year two because I felt like, wow, I learned so much um, from like a really empowering context. I failed in so many ways that I was, that I'm like excited to keep growing. And then of course we hit the challenge of closing the doors two months ago um, and moving everything online. And again, though, I, it was like, I just created it, just kind of stayed in action and like, um, trusted that um, what we could do would be enough and then we could make a change the next day and the next day and just keep working with it and um, now we're now we're reopening and it's almost it's sort of surreal like it it's happened and everyone's like oh are you ready are you ready and I'm like I think we're ready <laughs> you have to be <laughs> yeah <laughs> you just have to go in and do it and I think yeah. um you know uh, just opening up a business in general. I think it's, it's a lot of fear. Um, it's really scary, but like you said, you just have to jump in. I think for a lot of people, um, we tend to want to do everything. And I think, especially, I think for women in healthcare, for some reason, I don't know what it is, but <laughs> it's just, we're used to doing everything. And so it's really hard, I think, to, to kind of delegate a little bit more, but it is a process. And I think the important thing is, is learning and evolving. And uh, there is a saying, I think they call it like failing forward. I mean, I, you know, even though you consider it certain steps, you may have failed. Um, it is just about the process and moving forward. And so even in the time of a pandemic, you know, you, you find ways to make it work and now you're reopening. So that's, that's amazing. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> is there any advice you can offer to other people who may be on a similar path? Yeah, my, my advice is to, we will like stay in action and to keep listening to the voice of whether you call it like your heart, your gut, your dreams, but there's always that voice um, that is, is there telling you what you want to do. And then if you're anything like me, there's a voice that can scream a lot louder that says like, quit, you can't do it, you're not enough, it'll be too hard, <laughs> just go back to the easy way. And, um, 
you know, really like look at what voice you want to listen to and then listen to that one. Um, I think like with this pandemic, there was a couple days where I'm like, I'll just go back to being a physical therapist. I don't have to deal with any of this. I'll just wake up and work for somebody else. And then it's like, wow, wait a minute. I did that. I did that last year or two yeah. years ago. And um, every day, all I wanted was to open a yoga studio. So um, it's like that reminder, go back to um, really following the, the voice of your dreams. Great advice. And last question, where do you see yourself in the next five years? <laughs> <laughs> I always hate this question because I'm like, gosh, you know, if you asked me like, you know, five years ago before I moved to Singapore, if you said, where do you see yourself in five years? I literally couldn't have told you where Singapore was on the map. I, and I probably couldn't have told you if it was a country or a city or a state, and, um, which is all of them, by the way. Um, <laughs> and um, so, but where I, where right now, where I see myself five years from now is having a, a thriving community, uh, New Angle Yoga in Oklahoma City and uh, being able to have a lot of freedom to travel uh, between Oklahoma City and really all over the world, um, both for pleasure. My husband and I just love to travel and explore different cultures. So doing a lot of that, as well as um, traveling more to lead yoga anatomy and yoga teacher trainings. Well, I would love to see you one day during one of your travels, if you ever come to Houston or um, other workshops or retreats. Um, so Trish, it was so great to chat with you. We are out of time, but I just wanted to give you the opportunity to share with our listeners how they can reach you. Yeah, you can find me, uh, my website for the yoga studio is newangleyoga.com. And our Instagram and Facebook are both just newangleyoga. And uh, me personally, I am Trish Rice Corley uh, on Facebook and Trish Corley on Instagram. But I post mostly everything on uh, New Angle Yoga. Unless you want to see some of the travels of my husband and I, then you got to follow me personally. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations on your yoga studio. Good luck with reopening. I'm sure everything will be fine. And I know a lot of people are super excited about just getting out there and moving again. So thank you again for taking out your time to record with me today. Well, thank you so much for having me, Michelle. And yes, I'll get back to Houston and see you soon. Awesome. Talk soon. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Wish Well podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Please subscribe and follow along every week for new episodes. You can find us on Instagram at wishwell.health and at our website, wishwell.health.blog. Until next time, I wish you health and I wish you wellness.